Your source for community, Muskoka-made talk shows are on Muskoka Magazine, The Bay 88.7. Hey, this is Dr. Shervin. Muskoka Magazine is brought to you by Dairy Lane Dental, keeping Muskoka smiling for over 30 years. Please visit DairyLaneDental.com. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome to Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine, where passions, purpose, and pursuits collide. I'm Sue Kelly, and for the next 30 minutes, I'll be shining a spotlight on someone who has created their unique sweet spot in life. This broadcast is coming to you from the Bay's satellite studio at the very cool sweet spot in Gravenhurst, the Sawdust City Brewery. So my show today is a little different, everybody. Yes, so it is a tribute to the life and times of John Houston, who was the former minister in Gravenhurst at Trinity United Church. So sort of similar to lives lived columns, you know, like in the Toronto or like the Globe and Mail and the New York Times, this is going to be a radio show where we will be speaking with Beth Houston. John's daughter. So welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you very much, Sue. I'm very <laughs> excited to be here. And what is fun is that we're we're friends. We are. Yeah. We go way back. We go back a little bit. Well, a year or two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we've uh, crossed paths in a few different uh, organizations in town. And so, um, you know, originally I was very impressed when I saw the, um, not so much the obituary, but a story in the Gravenhurst banner about your dad. Mm -hmm. And I, it touched me at the time. And I just thought, oh, that'd be an interesting radio show. And for folks who, who um, perhaps were parishioners or um, were in town during from 1967 to 1977, before your dad came back later. But, um, you know, they might find this um, interesting, whether they were United Churchgoers or not. Yep. I, it sounds to me like your dad was quite, you know, well-known in town. So, but before we start talking about your dear old dad, um, let's learn a little bit about you, Beth. So, what's your sweet spot in life, Beth? Um, well, I was originally going to say my sweet spot is my family, which is still very true, but also I just love people. Anything to do with people and helping people if I can, that's my sweet spot. Okay, that sounds like you. Hmm. Yes. Um, That is perfect. And so tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, Yeah, I'm a middle child of six kids and uh, was a high school uh, teacher down in York Region. Um, I am the very proud mother of two young adults, and one son-in-law. I'm not his mother, but you know what I mean. I do. Um, And I love sports, love being around people. What subject did you teach in high school? (laughs) Um, I taught mostly phys ed, a little bit of science, and ended my career teaching cooperative education. Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. Great. And then you came back to Gravenhurst. Yes. When we moved away from here, so I lived here until I was 16. Um, like you said, we were here 67 to 77, which if anybody's calculating, they can figure out my age. Um, and when we moved away, I said I would always live back in Gravenhurst again. So when I retired in 2017, I moved back up here. Uh, one of my brothers and his wife have moved here, my sister and her husband, and, uh, my parents moved back here the same year that I moved back. Well, what good timing. Yeah. As it turns out. Yes. So, um, 
So tell me and tell our listeners about your dear old dad. My dad was the kind of person, he was the kind of dad everybody wished they had. Um, he was very compassionate. He uh, loved to play. Um, he was fun. People will tell you that he was a great hugger. Um, and he definitely was. He, uh, he loved people and he, um, he spent his life doing things that would make other people happy. He, I never heard him hear, never heard him say a bad word about anybody. Um, even people who were pretty nasty to him sometimes, he'd just say, well, you know, it's their life. Maybe they're having a bad day. Um, I just move on with what I feel I need to do in my life. So he was just awesome. You know, when I read the eulogy that your brother, Ted, yep. right? He Ted. wrote. Yep. It's a beautiful, beautiful eulogy. And as I was reading it in preparation for today's interview, it reminded me a lot about my family. Mm -hmm. I mean, the eldest of seven, but in a Christian household. And uh, my dad was a fun-loving guy as well. And, yep. uh, you know, his humor is what, what I remember. Uh, yeah, he too never even said anything bad about, about people. Funny. Yeah. And uh, so um, so tell us about when your dad, a little bit about your dad's uh, background or I know he had to do his theology, U of T. Yeah, yeah. He was at Emmanuel College down at U of T. Um, and then being a minister, he got moved all over the place um, and... Uh, we lived, uh, I lived in Sudbury. Some of the older kids lived other places. Sudbury, Wawa, then down to Gravenhurst. And then we actually lived here for 10 years, which was very long for a minister. That's true, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And so tell me about your mom in all of this. Um, mom was a little spitfire. And uh, she um, raised the kids, but she did way more than that. As a minister's wife, she, you know, our house was always spotless, so people could drop in and see dad anytime. Um, she always hosted um, teas for people. She would go up to, if we had a, uh, a social coffee hour after church, she would spot anybody who was new, and she would walk up to them and stare them in the face and say, oh, you're new here, aren't you? I'm Barb. <laughs> Mm -hmm. she, she sounds like just a perfect uh, minister's wife. She was. She was. Yes, and had, you had, there were six children in your family. Well, if you include dad, there were seven. Oh, <laughs> he does sound like a big old kid. He was. Yeah, but your mom and dad had five in five years. Yes. Oh, my goodness. I know. That's a yeah, lot yeah, of work. Yeah. That's oh, a, my. That's a lack of television in that household. You know, <laughs> that's for sure. With my parents, it was... Uh, um, Walt Disney show came on at six o'clock on Sunday Yeah, and everybody had to, we had to all sit with dinner was done and the dishes were done and we'd be all sitting in front of Walt Disney while mom and dad had a rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's how that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, five children in five years and then, so you were living in town. Now what I found interesting was, so we all know where the, the Trinity United Church is on, on, on main street, but, um, the manse wasn't. No, the manse was what is now the Bethune House Museum. Um, it was at one time the United Church manse, and we lived there, and we would get 
uh, busloads of people from China arriving at our door on a Saturday morning and they'd knock on the door and say, can we come in and see the house? Because Bethune had been born there. Um, and so mom would scream, everybody clean your room. So we'd all run around cleaning as much as we could. And then uh, they would allow people to tour through and look at the the I'm house. Shocked. Yeah. I am shocked. It was crazy that that happened. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. What a mother, what an amazing woman she is. Yep. Yep. You know, but I guess she valued, she knew the value of Norman Bethune. Yes. And how he was. Um, yeah. And that's the, the way they were as well, both mm -hmm. of them. Like there were always people sleeping over at our house. It was always an open door policy at our house. Um, so they were very easygoing people. So I, I, another thing I found in the uh, eulogy was uh, that Ted had said that your dad, um, which I think it's kind of cool, like he'd leave the church and come home. So there was a real separation. Of, it wasn't just going next door to the, the manse. He, he came home. And that he didn't bring with him like a lot of the religion that, and can you tell me about that? No, people were always, our friends in particular, were always shocked when they came into our house because we didn't have any Bibles or anything around the house. Um, the only religion in the house was that we would say a blessing before the meals. Um, but dad was so laid back that people would say, no way, he's not a minister because they had a, an impression of what a minister was supposed to be. And it just wasn't him. He was just somebody here loving life and loving people. It's just, he sounds just um, wonderful and uh, a tribute to him certainly is all of you six children. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break. We've been talking to Beth Houston and who is informing us about the life and times of her dad, Reverend John Houston. I'm Sue Kelly and you're listening to Sweet, Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. By Muskoka for Muskoka, your collection of Muskoka-based talk shows. Muskoka Magazine, The Bay, 88.7. I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. This is Sweet Spots on Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Sweet Spots. I'm Sue Kelly, and my guest today is Beth Houston. Beth is here telling us all about her dad, her dear old dad, who was... Reverend John Houston. He was um, the Reverend at the Trinity United Church, and some of you might remember him. Uh, and so I am looking and reading John's obituary. And when someone hears these monikers, such as Fats, Dim, Lips, Bim, Fat Boy, Dad, and Gramps, some might perceive it to be a slur. But to John, he knew it was coming from somebody he loved and someone who loved him. And so, Beth, um, what do you think your dad's greatest gift was? Uh, dad's greatest gift, you know, a lot of people would say that because he'd met the Chinese ambassador, he'd been on front page challenge, he'd met the Pope, he was president of Toronto Conference. Um, people will say, wow, what an impressive guy, but that wasn't dad at all. Those were things that he did, but dad was really about loving people um, and helping people get through this life in the best way they could. Uh, my brother Ted did his obituary, and uh, I just want to read a couple of things that Ted said. And he said uh, that Dad treated everybody the same way all the time. From pauper to pope, he radiated warmth and compassion. There was no pretense to him. If he were here, he would turn his funeral into a roast. 
Um, and Ted went on to say that he wondered if it was even possible to describe dad. And he finally came up with that, that dad was love. Uh, Ted said, when God created the heavens and earth, he got to dad and said, oh, hello, Johnny. You, my son, will be love. And your tools will be humility, humor, and compassion. And that's exactly what dad was. He used those tools um, to spread uh, love throughout uh, throughout the world. Everybody he met, he loved. Um, I mentioned before that uh, uh, even people who were not very nice to him, dad still treated with love. When the um, United Church was ordaining homosexuals back in the 80s or something, there was great debate about it. And dad always spoke in favor of that. And it cost him some of the members of the congregation um, and dad said, well, you know, they need to, to deal with that themselves. But he thought that ordaining anybody was a valuable tool. He didn't separate people no, into different groups. No, he didn't separate um, by gender either, because the United Church, I believe, was way ahead of other, other churches. They had uh, women as ministers. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, something else that he did uh, that was way ahead of of other congregations, uh, other faiths, was he would invite every other faith, the leader of every other faith in our community was invited to come and speak at the church that dad was working at. And they would come and speak to the congregation for half an hour or an hour so that we could learn more about their faith. um, Because really, everybody has different names for God, but everybody believes that there is some God. If you believe in God, it doesn't matter what faith you are. Um, and so he, he invited people all the time to come and let us know uh, where the other faiths were coming from so that we could understand each other better and not be afraid of what we don't know. Um, he never did get invited back to another <laughs> faith to speak to them, but uh, I think that was a huge thing for him to do to open up everybody's eyes to that kind of stuff. Oh, and I also wanted to do a shout out to uh, the Pines. Dad spent his last year of life at the uh, Pines Nursing Home in Bracebridge, and they were phenomenal with him. They treated him like he was their own dad. They were so sweet to him. Um, and he he really uh, he really flourished there, although he had dementia very badly and didn't know um, who we were a lot of the time. You could see that he felt at home. Um, with the way the people there were treating him. So go Pines. Yes, way to go. Yes, as long as, I don't know, people are, uh, residents there are comfortable and uh, they are well cared for and the staff is so caring there. They're amazing. Uh, yes, in the last uh, days and months of people's lives that they die with dignity. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what dad did. And so you're, you uh, returned to Gravenhurst in around 2017? Yes, um, and your your mom and dad, tell me about that part of the story. So mom and dad uh, got an apartment here in Gravenhurst, um, or lived in a condo in Gravenhurst uh, for a couple of years. Um, they came back. They they still had friends here too. Um, they still there are still friends of theirs who are alive in this community, and uh, they really loved it up here. So they came back when three of the six of us had moved back, um, and they lived. Uh, at Granite Trail for a couple of years and then lived in the manor for a while. And then when mom passed away, dad moved in with us 
and lived with us for a year before his dementia made it uh, unsafe for him to be living in our house. And then we moved him. He ended up in the hospital for seven months and then at the Pines. Go Pines! So Beth, how has your dad's legacy affected your life? Um, I think that he's made me, I mean, dad was my hero. And I think that I'm a, a compassionate person because of dad, because of what I watched him do. Um, I really try to treat people with respect and I try to help where I can help. Um, I just try to be a better a better person so that everybody can live their their best life. And I think that, uh, you know, um, you've met my partner, Yola, and um, Yola and I are in a great relationship. And I think that dad's openness to homosexuality from so long ago has really had a positive influence on the way I, I was able to live my life too. And I know you are very involved in several organizations in town. Um, and... You know, if I think your dad would be really proud of the work that you're doing in Thank town. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I think if I was to uh, make a leap and talk to all of us in life, that we um, find our passion, find that the tr- the bright path for us, and uh, doing volunteer work, giving back, yeah, um, is really important Absolutely. to living your best life. And so in closing, Beth, uh, I loved what you were telling me about when your dad retired uh, and how he prepared the, um, the uh, I'm going to say parish, but that's congregation. Not, the congregation um, to, ex, you know, to accept his retirement and to move on to the next minister. Yes. Tell us about that. Yeah, dad uh, announced his retirement about a year before he retired, and then he spent the year preparing people to be able to go on, like to not just have him, and he was the be-all and end-all. He never felt that way. His final sermon was titled, I'm taking my shoes with me. Um, Because people always say, oh, those will be big shoes to fill. And he said, I don't want anybody to fill my shoes. I want people to be themselves, to live their best lives, and to lead the way they know how to lead. Um, So, you know, he never wanted to be in the limelight and he he was very happy to have new ministers come over and come come in and lead the congregation and he continued with the congregation as a a, a parishioner a member of the congregation um and he was very comfortable with other people being up at the front leading so he uh yeah he just want he just always wanted people to be the best that they could be Everyone has their gifts. That's right. Yes. And everybody in Radio Land, you all have your gifts. Yes. Tap into those gifts and and share love with everyone. Well, listen, I think we're going to conclude here, Beth. Thanks so much. Thank you. For telling us all about your dear old dad, John Houston. And I hope today's show hit your sweet spot. Join me on another Sunday morning at 8 o'clock for another episode of Sweet Spots. Or you can hear a repeat of this show by just going online to... Uh, Hunters Bay Radio and what and click on what's on scroll down and all of the different uh, radio shows are there we are Muskoka on the bay CKAR 88.7 on your FM dial